Seriously. you kicking it with another girl you was all wrapped up around her waist last time i checked you said you left the dirty world hello welcome to bridge track by track i'm your host and today we'll be talking about bourgeoisie and uh, normally i would tell you what album that's from but it never ended up on an album prince simply tweeted it out one night and people downloaded the track uh, and then about a week later, he released it officially. I, I can't remember how he released it officially. He just kind of, he re-released it basically, but just added some horns to it. Um, and that's pretty much, you know, it never it never found its way onto an album. Prince released like four more albums after he did this track. And th- this song never turned up on any of them. So uh, I'm not quite sure why, why, why it didn't, but you know, there you go. It was recorded in 2013 and Prince tweeted out a, pr- tweeted out a link to it. Um, on the 18th of November 2013, um, at uh, three, uh, sorry, at, yeah, at seven minutes past three in the morning, um, I think that might be my time because that's the that's the time that's the time that my uh, my file says, and I have a feeling that's that's local time. Uh, and then on the 25th of November 2013, the version with horns was uh, was uploaded. Uh, on the track, we have Prince and Hannah Ford. Um, and then Prince added the horns, which were the kind of the MPG horns that were with him at the time. Uh, the track is 3 minutes 23, and joining me to talk about today is Josh Hollis. Hello, Josh. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Uh, I think for like a genre, I, this is kind of like a little odd song that Prince just kind of like put out there, uh, kind of like out of nowhere. And uh, and like I say, it never ended up finding its way onto any album. And I, I guess it didn't really fit in with like the next two albums that came out, which were Artificial Age and Plectrum Electrum, uh, because Plectrum Electrum was all about Third Eye Girl. And even though this has got Hannah Ford, who is in Third Eye Girl, on it, uh, I guess it just didn't fit with what Prince was doing on that album, which was mostly rock stuff. Um, and it didn't really fit into the kind of more dancey stuff that was on Artificial Age. Uh, and then he did hit and run one and two, which collected some of the tracks that he released um, over the years between 2011 through to 2014 um, and uh, and some tracks in 2015, I think, as well. Uh, and this was one of those tracks that just got left off. So I don't know. It's it's kind of like, a, I don't know, I would say like a lazy funk jam is probably how I'd characterize yeah, it. Yeah, I would say that it, it struck me as very um, bluesy. Uh, there, there's like a kind of a, re- a repetition to the, to the music that feels very much like they're just sort of jamming in this basement bar that only starts getting going at midnight. And it's, and it's sort of almost, there's, there's a little bit of, uh, talk singing to it in a way. Like it's not a, it, it doesn't feel, is that, it's not that it's like not fully fleshed out cause there's a lot of stuff going on in the song, but like. It just feels very kind of relaxed about the music. Yeah. I also there's like there's not really like uh, I mean Prince says there was uh, de bourgeoisie as as part of I guess you would call it a chorus uh, where he just says the line the slippery lips of the bourgeoisie, um, but he did like that that he does no real kind of chorus. It's just this kind of basic uh, like you say kind of almost like a blues riff where it's just like. 
uh, like eight bars just repeated over and over, and Prince is just kind of, you know, improvising stuff. Um, you know, it starts with him just literally saying seriously, and I, I just kind of like that because it's like, it's as if someone has said to Prince, do you want to do you want to play a song, you know, while you're here? And he's just like, seriously? And then, you know, launches into this song. Um, and, I mean, it doesn't feel like completely improvised because there are some there is some stuff that kind of Prince says earlier in the song that kind of gets restated later on. Um, and there's little kind of motifs that kind of come back. And there is a very specific kind of like theme to the song, which I personally don't think is particularly in good taste. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a thing that I have because in earlier in earlier appearances of mine on on this program, like I talked about not being super familiar with Prince, but uh, knowing a lot of his his '80s output, things that you s- sort of more regularly associate with him, um, and and in those eras and i don't know if this is like kind of a um a result of getting more into into his faith because he was a jehovah's witness right towards the end yeah yeah from 2001 okay so uh, i don't know if it's getting more into that but it definitely does feel like he is he is throwing some shade at like people who might be bisexual or or gay uh, there, there's some weird things in there, like saying that he saw someone kicking it with another girl and that like, and then equating that with the dirty world was kind of weird and, and saying like, oh, I guess only a man's good for, or I guess a man's only good for a rainy day. Like if you're bored or you need something else. And then when the sun's shining, you're back with women and that's like a bad thing. It was very, it was very weird thinking back on what I sort of associate with Prince, which is being kind of hypersexual and kind of gender fluid and kind of open to all of this different stuff. And then hearing this and it was like, that's a little weird and not necessarily what I would associate in my mind with, with Prince. Yeah. Now I, well, I mean, that's one of the reasons maybe why this song didn't end up on, you know, any of the kind of albums after this. Um, although there was a song that Prince did in, I want to say 1980, although it was probably recorded in 79, called Bambi. Um, and, and that again is another song where Prince is betrayed because uh, a woman falls in love with another woman. And again, he's not that approving of this relationship. Um, and I think when I talked about that episode, you know, there was a little bit of maybe Prince is playing the character of a guy who... Um, you know, has this hatred and feels betrayed by, you know, this woman. Um, and in Bambi, I, I feel like you can frame it like that because because of the way Prince, like, sings that song and, and does that song. Uh, there is a there is a framing where it, it's like, well, Prince is playing the character in the same way that there's a lot of other songs where Prince, you know, talks about certain things and it's clear he's playing a character of someone who, you know, is feeling these emotions, you know, like there's, there's whole story songs that Prince has where he tells a particular story and it's clearly not, you know, his perspective. Yeah. Um, and, and I think in this song, it's a little harder to say that because it does feel like a kind of jam where you're getting the, you know, you're kind of getting Prince's very first, like, ideas on what the song is. Um, and even though he did put out, like, the Horn remix, like, a, a week after he'd released it, um, it does kind of feel like, you know, he... You know, he wasn't going to work on this song much more. Like, this was probably the final version of it. And the thoughts that were in this were probably more closely aligned to Prince's thoughts than most people would probably want to admit. 
Um, it's worth noting as well that Prince, when he, you know, this is around the time that he'd put together Third Eye Girl, and they were like rehearsing all the songs that would eventually end up on Plectrum Electrum. And as part of the like live shows they did, they would play Bambi. Um, so Prince had like you know this band that was three women, and he was singing this song that you know is generally seen as not being that kind of positive. So you know, I I don't know if maybe playing Bambi kind of brought that kind of character back out in him, or those thoughts, or. I don't know. At the same time, there is also a possibility that Prince was just very religious and he didn't think that women should be going with other women. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you, you did bring up the, the horns. Are these... Uh, is this Cashmere from Led Zeppelin? Because that's what it sounded like to me. And I even went and listened to Cashmere and like the the violins or cellos or whatever it is in that song. Yeah. They have a very similar rise that the horns do in this song. And I kept waiting for it to be like to invoke the entire thing, but it never gets there. It's just like the first couple of beats and then it goes into something else. But it's like, man, that sounds a lot like Led Zeppelin. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, if I, the thing is, if I'd have recognized that, I probably would have, like, I would have recognized it because, you know, obviously everyone... Everyone knows that song really well, but yeah, I guess it does sound a little bit like that, but I, you know, there's only 12 notes. So, <laughs> so. True, true, true. I mean, that's fair. It, it probably was not intentional, but like I heard it and I was like, oh, wait a minute, is that this? And I kept waiting for that to uh, come out. Yeah, I mean, I could certainly hear it, but uh, I, I think it's maybe just close to it. It's not, it's not actually it. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, you have- I thought I'd cracked it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it quite ends up in the same structure. Um, yeah, it's just like the first part, but I kept hearing it, and that's where my mind immediately went. Um, what you need to do then is get the strings from Cashmere and mix them to an, a version of Bourgeoisie and <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and release that. And, uh, you know, I'm sure some Prince fans would be extremely excited about that prospect. Um, what, 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 do, what do you think is his reference with the whole bearded l- lady thing? Uh, I don't know. I, it's, and, it's, and it's the thing that kind of recurs the most. Um, where he says, maybe you're just another bearded lady at the cabaret. Um, and then he he does this weird thing of blending, because then he says, Ray Charles even saw you in the past before he saw me, which, you know. I, I have some theories about this, especially in the last verse. Uh, we'll get we'll get to that in a minute, but... Um, but yeah, it was, it was, that it's very strange. Cause he does, he does say the bearded lady thing a couple times. And then, um, and I was trying to like, in my mind, kind of draw some weird connection to like, there, there was a thing, uh, there was like a, a term for, you know, homosexual men who didn't want to come out and wanted to appear as if they were straight and they would have, uh, like a woman who kind of served as a quote beard for them as it so to to sort of hide their their nature like I was wondering if it was like a weird reference to something like that where because we do have this uh, you know this bisexual person who is you know with with a woman but has been with Prince and is that something kind of derogatory directed at her so I don't know I was I wasn't sure if they were making some reference to that or if it was just sort of an insult uh, like she's a, you know, oh, this, this freak show person, because you think of bearded ladies at like old carnival sideshows or something. Or, and this is, this is one theory, um, around this time, uh, which, you know, would have been about a month before this song was recorded, uh, Austria picked, um, Katrina Verst, I believe is how you pronounce the, the name, uh, or Conchita, should I say, Verst. Um, and that, that was the, uh, the, the lady with the beard who sang in the Eurovision Song Contest. 
um, was probably you know. Oh, uh, okay. And so. It, you know, I don't. I don't know if maybe Prince had seen some of the Eurovision qualifying rounds, and you know, <laughs> she, you know, it's it's just one of those things where it, it, it you know, it made kind of headlines that that uh, that Austria had picked, um, you know, this. Uh, I guess. Uh, I, I mean, I, 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 at the same time, I'm kind of uh, wary of kind of uh, pronouns here, but I think it's he's basically a drag queen, although identifies as a woman so ah okay yeah so so that's so that's how that but but basically you know made like really big headlines at the time and this is literally like weeks before this song was recorded so uh, i don't i don't know i don't know if that maybe that's something that that kind of uh that was in prince's mind when he when he sang those lines um and he's he's done the whole ray charles can't you know the whole ray charles see something like gag in a previous song as well but in that he even combined it with stevie wonder and he said like ray and stevie have seen you know like something is so obvious even these two very well-known blind musicians can see this and so again this is just him kind of reusing that oh okay well speaking uh, speaking of ray charles yes i have to i have to talk about this last bit in the The, song the kind of outro which yeah this this sort of outro where he he kind of the the last verse is basically a repeat of the first verse, you know, kind of goes through it, and then it gets it gets to the end and it says just another bearded lady at the cabaret, Charles. It kind of blends that together, and yeah. he does that three times, and then as he's about to do it a fourth time, the song abruptly ends. And in my mind, I was like, oh, this is like a Candyman situation. He's invoked Ray <laughs> Charles's name three times, and Ray Charles has arrived. And that is why the song abruptly ended, because Prince was startled by Ray Charles's ghost appearing in front of him, and he had to stop recording. I Well, I think for a start in Candyman, it's five times. Uh, be- oh, is it? Okay. Well, Bloody Mary then. Yeah, Beetlejuice is three times. Um, okay. Well, Ray Charles is like Beetlejuice. Well, this is this is the fourth time that he said it in the song, isn't it? Because he said Ray Charles earlier. So, yeah, but you got to say it. You got to say it all together. Oh, and he, yeah, he, combine. He it didn't want to tempt fate in the first verse. He's got to wait until right before the end. Yeah, I guess that's where Ray begins listening. He's like, "Hold on a second. Is he gonna say it?" Um, yeah, yeah, and then he says it three more times, and then Ray grabs him before the end of the song, uh, which I guess, <laughs> yes. yeah, that's that. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I do kind of love this weird kind of like Cabaret Charles. Like it's, it's such a weird. And if there isn't a drag queen out there called Cabaret Charles by now, who's you know blind, um, you know, then I feel like they're missing an opportunity, aren't they? Like they really, that's that's a name that uh, I mean, I can't claim it myself because of my skin color, but. Uh, you know, I feel like somebody else should be out there as a as a, a, a drag queen being like, yes, Cabaret Charles. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's just I don't know. I feel I feel like Prince just got the wordplay and then was the fact that he repeats it three times. It, he must just be having fun with it and just be like, OK, I'm like Cabaret Charles. And I can imagine Donna Ford on the drums just being like, yeah, Prince, I get I get the joke. You don't need to, you don't need to keep yeah. saying it. I understand what you're doing there. Uh, but yeah, he's done that a few times in other songs where he's kind of um, linked two words together with like a, a word in the middle that, that kind of changes the meaning. So uh, yeah, I don't know. That's probably the thing as well that kind of when I first heard this song, you know, um, 
after it was tweeted out by Prince in the middle of the night, um, I was like, what is he... Well, I don't understand what's going on here. Like, what is this cabaret? (laughs) Like, and he delivers it in such a kind of lazy way. And, like, the singing kind of goes... Like, he does a little bit kind of like uh, his harsh, like, mid-range singing where he he kind of really uh, emphasizes certain... Uh, like certain words, and it's it's just a I don't know it's just it's just a weird little end to the song, um, and also he has this whole thing of like I see you undercover like the CIA, um, but I, I I don't know how much undercover stuff the CIA does, but uh, you know I I thought you know police did undercover stuff I think the CIA just have just have spies don't they they don't have a uniform so how can they be undercover is my is my thought <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense although i do like the whole thing where he says you know take me up to g and there's like a little key change that he puts in there which kind of shows the kind of jam nature of it like obviously he's he's indicating to somebody to take even though he's the only person playing all the instruments apart from the drums i do like this kind of like take it up to g almost like a reminder maybe that when he's going back and putting the bass under something that he's got to you know take it up to g um yeah i don't know i feel kind of torn about this song because i do like some of the little kind of wordplay in it um, you know, he says snatching little wigs from another bouquet and then he goes, that's French. And I just, <laughs> again, you know, but the whole kind of, I guess a man's only good for a rainy day and the, you know, there's even a point where he says, I wish I'd never kissed your, and then he spits and it's like, I, you know, it feel it feels kind of particularly harsh and I don't feel like I can excuse it with the whole religion thing because like I said, Bambi had kind of a similar, you know, kind of narrative to it. Uh, I just think the the thing is maybe because, I mean, Prince, you know, early on, he did have a kind of like androgynous thing to him um, where, you know, th- there is a song in controversy. He says, am I black or white? Am I straight or gay? Like, you know, he's these are the questions that he was getting at the time. Um, and I think that was mostly just kind of like the early 80s, like music scenes, like had this tendency towards like androgyny and kind of, you know, you know, Prince was pretty much in ruffles for like five years. Um, so, you know, it, it just, it just feels like maybe his aesthetic in the early eighties was, um, feminine enough that people kind of gave him credit where maybe like, I mean, you know, all of his relationships, all of his long-term relationships were always with women. There was like literally no stories of anything, um, you know, that could kind of even say that his sexuality was anything other than straight. Um, and so I guess maybe this is just his insecurity kind of coming out in this song. Um, you know, I'm, and I also don't know that there's any relationships that he ended because the person he was seeing was with another woman. Like, so I don't know that there's any kind of autobiography here. I think it's just, you know, this is a song being done by like, you know, a 55 year old, you know, he has certain attitudes that, um, you know, obviously in the early eighties weren't particular, like people didn't really know that much about Prince. He was very good at kind of maintaining the mystique. Um, but kind of at a certain point when you're kind of a 50 something, you know, the kind of your, your kind of core attitudes can end up coming out eventually. And yeah, you know, like Prince, I guess kind of, you know, he was kind of, most of his songs were kind of about sexuality in a way that if you, if you, you know, go back and look at them, they're very much kind of like heterosexual and monogamous. Like those are the, those are the kind of things. Yeah, that's, that's true. So I feel like people kind of gave him credit. And I don't think he was like homophobic or anything, but I think, you know, he did have some some views that were, you know, that were probably the same as most of people in his, you know, his age range. Um, you know, it's just he'd never he like he didn't sing about that kind of stuff, um, you know, explicitly. So maybe people kind of just because if someone if someone doesn't sing about homophobia, then you just don't think that they're a homophobe. 
Um, uh, yeah, that's true. So, but I, I don't know. Apart from that, I, re- I, you know, I enjoy the music in this song and the kind of looseness of it. And, you know, this is, this is, you know, the kind of the last bit of music before, you know, we kind of get into his final four albums. Um, you know, and uh, the fact that it never found its way into an album, I always found quite interesting. But then again, I feel that's probably the subject matter. I, f- I think probably, you know, someone at one of the record companies releasing his albums was like, uh, I don't think we can put this on an album print. <laughs> like, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Maybe he was advised better of it. So for me, I would, you know, I enjoy the music like at a level that's maybe a five out of five. But I just think the subject matter just always kind of, uh, you know, I enjoy the song, but by the end of it, I'm like, yeah. I, you know, I probably wish Prince would maybe have gone back and and made it more obvious that this was a character or there was some kind of irony to it. Or instead, it just feels like it's a bit too kind of, you know, this is his his actual thoughts. Um, and so I probably couldn't go any higher than about a three. Oh, okay. Um, I think for me, I, I think kind of what you said sort of lines up with with my thinking. Um, that we don't know that it's supposed to be ironic that it does seem especially with the the spitting and disgust a couple of times in the song like it, it does seem like it's you know more um aligned with his with his thinking but you know again you don't know for sure um uh, and the music while i thought was fine i also thought it does it, it did get into that thing about blues that can be a little tiring which is that it is so repetitive at least for me um once they find a groove they you know stick to it pretty unwaveringly um and i mean you mentioned earlier it's like someone says uh you know hey prince just hop up here and do a song and it's almost like they were they were playing the melody before he jumped in and you know he just kind of went with it but so i think for that uh, it's going to be a little lower than yours, but it does get points for um, calling forth Ray Charles from the spirit realm. Uh, so I think for me, it's going to be a two out of five. Uh, Prince never played this live, uh, which is not surprising because, you know, uh, the following year he had two albums out and then about 18 months after that, he had another two albums out and then, you know, that was towards the end of his life. And so he was mostly touring the stuff off those albums, you know. Uh, at the same time, like uh, like I say, I don't think this would fit with anything that Third Eye Girl were doing. Like Bambi is like a straight on rock song, so that kind of fit more with what they were doing. And he was mostly touring with Third Eye Girl anyway. Like they, I don't think that like a lazy kind of blues funk jam is really, was really in their wheelhouse. Um, and also, I don't I don't know how entertaining this would have been live either. I you know I think I think at a certain point, like you say, it is does get a bit repetitive, and you probably would have got a bit tired of you know, the the kind of undercover like the CIA a few times and the Ray Charles and it's like, okay, we you know, we've got the point, Prince. Um, <laughs> you know, let's let's play some other stuff. Uh so yeah. Uh I feel like we said about as much as we possibly can about De Bourgeoisie. Uh, the song, not the I don't know class of people. I, I, I don't know what the I don't know what the bourgeoisie are, but I don't think Prince did either. That, that's that's why he misspelt the title when he originally uploaded it and then uh, corrected it later on. Um, and for many years, my file on iTunes was the misspelt version. So. Uh, so let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Josh? Absolutely. Um, I have a podcast uh, called PredictoCast. We watch the first 10 minutes of a movie we know nothing about, and then we try to predict what happens next. You can find us wherever you get podcasts or at PredictoCast.com. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure why you would, at Prince by Track at gmail.com. Thanks very much for being my guest here, Josh. Thank you. And Ray Charles, Ray Charles, Ray Charles. <laughs>
Oh no, he's coming to get us. Yeah. 